Hey, KD Time friends. Welcome to another episode of KD Time. You know what time it is? In this episode, I'm going to drift a bit from what I normally talk about. I was reading an article the other day by Kylie Rodriguez Cairo, and I thought, hmm, this could be some use to my listeners. Do you ever feel like you lose energy throughout the day? Like you start the day slumped, and as it continues, you start to feel even more tired? Well, there are some interesting ways to change your life that can and should make a big difference if you choose to use them. Here are seven habits that will drastically improve your energy levels. And I sincerely suggest you read this article. I'll put the link on my socials because it's worth it's worth listening to. I mean, Kylie talks about if you're waking up already feeling worn out, and if you're unable to overcome the afternoon slump, that those are some signs that your lifestyle is probably taking a toll on your energy levels. It's leading you to a brain fog, and it's just causing straight-up exhaustion. A lot of the time, I do feel exhausted, and I don't know why I feel exhausted, and I know that I do a lot of work during the day, but I figure... I shouldn't be feeling this tired every single day. So it just was interesting to me that I was reading this and I'm like, yeah, I do feel like this sometimes. What can I do to better my life? What can I do to better my energy? Because if, you know, your energy is very poor, then you're not going to perform well for whatever you're doing. It could be work. It could be playing a sport. It could be going out like if you're feeling tired and you were going out with your friends then you know they're gonna notice that and their their energy is not gonna be able to keep your energy up and you're gonna bring everybody down if the energies are not right a lot of people nowadays feed off of one another's vibe so if the vibe ain't right it's not gonna go well in that night so i would suggest you guys reading some of these things but before i do that let me take a quick break now There are seven research-backed habits to boost your energy that have been researched and tested by experts. In the article that I read, Kylie has gotten research from Dr. Alfred Talia, a professor and a chair of the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health in the Robert Wood Johnson Medical School, and he explained that more often than not, low energy levels can be remedied by adopting simple changes to your daily routine. Now, if you're someone like me and your daily routine is simply wake up, brush your teeth, have some breakfast, go to work, have lunch, come home from work, have dinner, watch TV, and then go to bed, well, then I'm just telling you right now that those simple things is what's probably making me tired because I'm not taking the time to really manage myself in a way that is beneficial to myself. I am very driven, so like I will do a lot of what I have to do when I have to do it, but then when I don't have to do much, I try to not do anything. And I could see how if I'm not doing what I need to do, or I'm not doing what will be beneficial to me, is making me more tired. So yeah, let's get into these habits and see if some of them 
we can all relate to, some of them that we can change together. All right, the first one is to identify healthy ways to cope with stress. I'm not a very stressed person, but there are times where I get stressed at work with different things, whether it's something that I might have messed up or something that may not have gone the way that I thought it was going to go, or just simple little stress things that like communication levels, you know, it maybe something happened on the way into work. Like there's a lot of things that can stress a person out that don't have to be big stressors, but the amount of time and effort and thought that takes to, you know, do certain things and then for it to like not go the way that you planned, that's pretty stressful. And there's a lot more, like there's, you know, personal stressors besides work stressors. There's there's a lot of things that can stress you out during the day. So to identify healthy ways to, to cope with stress would be really helpful. Unsurprisingly, emotional stress can leave you feeling less lively, which is definitely true. If you're emotionally stressed out, your energy, your body, your body language, everything is just going to be downtrodden. You're not going to want to do or say anything. You might feel grumpy, but you don't want to be grumpy. And it's just, that's how you're, you're dealing with. Stress has a huge impact on your physical well-being. If you are feeling elevated levels of stress, it can absolutely contribute to low energy. This was said by Dr. Nina Vassin, Chief Medical Officer at Mental Wellness App Real. So Dr. Nina said that, you know, he, stress is, is a huge part of your physical well-being. Now, stress can easily cause weight gain. It can, you know, cause the blemishes on your face, maybe. You're, you're, maybe it'll cause some headaches. Like, stress is a big deal. So if you're stressed about anything for way too long, it can have massive effects to your health, which is not good. We, we need to find ways to cope with it. So how do we combat unchecked stress or, or how do we boost our energy levels? Well, Dr. Nina said that it's crucial to find ways to integrate meditation or mindfulness into your daily life. So that could easily just mean if you're feeling stressed, you need to take a step back and really take time to think about what's going on. Just get your mind back right and maybe meditate, maybe pray, maybe just take some you time, maybe take a walk, stand in the sun. I know that the weather is is getting colder and colder as the season's, you know, slowly going into winter. But if you need to take a walk, maybe if you have a stress ball or something, one of the squeezies, you have to find ways. Even if it's just for five minutes each day, this could be helpful in the long run when it comes to regaining your energy level and being less stressed wherever you are whatever with whatever you're doing. Experts also say that identifying coping skills that work for you, such as journaling or reading something that brings you joy, can help you de-stress and feel more energetic. So if you have a hobby that you really like doing, if you like to just listen to music, kind of mellow out, or read, journal, maybe do a devotional, something that brings you joy. If, if it's going to watch your favorite basketball game if it's quilting if it's you know anything if it's anything that brings you joy whether it's even just sitting in complete silence or something 
Like, do that. Do that in order to de-stress and feel more energetic. The second thing is to limit the amount of caffeine you consume. Now, if you're someone like me and you do not drink coffee every day or soda or anything that's caffeinated, then you're on a good path. Water and maybe some juice. I mostly drink water all day, but I definitely don't have caffeine in my system for more than 24 hours. If I do drink coffee, it's really just as a social event. It has nothing to do with my need to wake up in the morning. I don't need coffee to wake up. That's, that's not something that I do. But let me tell you that the folks that drink coffee every day, maybe you can limit yourself. Now, if you're feeling tired, that's one thing. It may be tempting to make a third or fourth cup of coffee later in the day to perk yourself back up. However, drinking too much caffeine can have a paradoxical effect, leaving you lethargic. And what that means is that you're going to have too much stimulation and it could just put you back into a slumber and even though you were trying to be boosted for the day. If you're consuming large amounts of caffeinated beverages throughout the day, it is probably going to affect your sleep pattern. This can affect your energy levels. This is what Talia said. So, you know, if you're consuming caffeine all day long, your energy levels are going to be through, like, they're not, they're not going to be well balanced. And you might have trouble sleeping at night. So if you limit that, if you maybe do a cup of coffee in the morning, and then maybe a soda at lunch, if, if you're feeling energy level is going down, and you're trying to find a pick me up, that's fine. But then try to drink something else. Do not continue consuming caffeine, because it's not going to do you any good. It's important to note that suddenly cutting back on caffeinated beverages can also leave you feeling tired at first, okay? That is something that could happen, but as you take the time to create that habit of drinking less caffeine, your body will get used to it as time goes on. The body gets used to caffeine as a stimulant, so if you stop drinking caffeine, it's going to present as a energy slump. You're going to experience an energy slump because when caffeine is not present and it's usually a stimulant to your body, you're going to feel that. You're going to feel like, oh my goodness, I'm so drowsy. I'm so tired. I need something to pick me back up. But as time goes on, you'll be a lot better off if you drink maybe half the amount that you drank on a normal basis. Most experts suggest gradually reducing the amount of caffeine in your diet until you find what works best for you. And not reaching for the extra cup of joe even when you're feeling tempted. I know it's hard because some folks need caffeine. They, they have the thing like, don't talk to me until I have my caffeine. You know, don't, don't mess with me if, until I have my coffee. And that approach to life is kind of, you know, expected. Especially with the way that people work nowadays. You need to be well energized to deal with whatever it is that you're dealing with. But on the regular, on the real, you can definitely limit the amount of caffeine that you intake. There's no reason for you to drink three, four cups of coffee in a day or three, four cups of caffeine in a day because 
that's not going to be healthy for you in the long run. You can have one cup, you can drink something, but just know that it's not going to bring your energy up if you continue that behavior. Caffeine can only help you stay alert to a certain point. Then it starts to have a negative effect. And that negative effect can come when you have like a headache or something or the opposite of the way it makes you feel in the beginning will be the reverse. So you'll just feel very not the same. (laughs) You won't feel the same and it won't be good for you. Luckily, it's not my thing. And I'm not telling you guys to completely cut it out of your life. I'm just saying that maybe taking that change would be beneficial to you. That's all. The third thing on the list, practice good sleep hygiene and establish a routine. Now, this one relates back to me because I have a terrible, I have terrible sleep hygiene. Like, I don't go to sleep until maybe after 1130. And that's only if I am not watching TV. Sometimes I watch TV to go to sleep, which isn't good. And a lot of the time, I, if unless my body is naturally tired and I'm already like feeling tired, then I'll go to sleep. So like, for example, just this, in this week, I went to a volleyball game and there was so much energy in the crowd, there was energy with the players, and I fed off of that energy. It livened me up while I was there. And, you know, we got the W, but when I got home, it was late. And I had, you know, I had dinner at maybe 7 or 8 o'clock or something like that. And <laughs> I get home, and it's almost, it's after 10. I'm sitting on the couch. And I'm about to do my podcast or my episode and or I'm about to start recording and I'm just feeling so drowsy. And that's very rare that I will come home after 10 p.m. and just feel so drowsy that I went to bed. I actually brushed my teeth and went to bed before 11 and that doesn't happen. So like I said, I have a terrible sleep hygiene. Like I go to bed at whatever time. Sometimes it's I'll go to sleep maybe after 12 a.m., maybe borderline one, and then I wake up. Like my brain is is always going, right? So everybody's brain is always going. But I definitely wake up at maybe four something in the morning, five something in the morning, and I'm just like, ah. I still have like two or three hours left of sleep time and it's hard for me to go back to sleep and so my my roommate and best friend Jude who was just on the podcast a couple episodes ago she'll say hey you know put on something that you can listen to to fall back asleep and sometimes that works sometimes that works and in other times I just feel like my mind is racing so much that I can't settle it down and even when I do put on something to listen to it still takes me a little bit to fall asleep And then, or I will be up for an hour, maybe, and then I'm scrolling my phone, and then maybe I'll fall asleep, and I'm like, okay, got to sleep another hour. Then I'm, like, testing time, because it's like, okay, I still have maybe, like, 20 minutes of just laying in the bed, but then I get up, and I'm like, all right, well, (laughs) 
am I really up? Do I really want to get up? And that's where that tired feeling comes from again because I didn't have good enough sleep. So it goes without explaining that catching enough sleep or Z's is key to boosting your energy throughout the day. I need my sleep. I should have better sleep. (laughs) I need to find a way to get a good sleep hygiene and establish a routine. However, your energy levels are not just impacted by the amount of sleep you get each night, but by the quality of that sleep. It's true. If you don't get good quality sleep, it's not going to work. Practicing good sleep hygiene can help you snooze more soundly and in turn give you more pep in your step by the following day. Sleep hygiene involves adopting habits such as developing a regular bedtime routine and dimming the lights at night. What's more, it's important to clear your mind by doing nighttime activities that you find relaxing. I don't have a lot of nighttime activities that I find relaxing. I watch TV. That is what I do. Maybe I should start reading a book, like a physical book, because if I start reading on my phone, then my phone is like that blue light is, you know, you're looking at your phone, you, the light off, the light from coming off the screen is not good for your eyes, and then you have all of the notifications. You got like, I would have to silence my phone, maybe even turn it off, and just read an actual physical book. That could be a good a good bedtime routine is to have some chamomile tea and to read a physical book or I could put on one of the audios but that's the thing like I don't want to put on an audiobook and fall asleep because then I'm like I don't know where I stopped listening so then I'd have to like return to where I was listening <laughs> you know or I could find a sleep time podcast you know something like that my friend One of my friends who I call my sister, I love her dearly, she has like a white noise machine. And I mean, my roommate Jude, her brother has like rainforest sounds for his children. And I'm just like, (laughs) I don't know if I could do rainforest, but maybe white noise. Like I can maybe do a nice soft white noise. But like I said, like I, I'm a, I'm a light sleeper too. So like if I hear things, I will wake up. I don't. I don't, I'm not a deep sleeper. My brain, like, if I'm too, if I tuned you out, if I can't hear anything while I'm falling asleep, then that's one thing. Like, you're falling, if I'm falling asleep, then it's hard for me to, like, pay attention and listen. But if I'm already sleeping and I hear something, I will wake up. It's weird. It's weird, I know. But that's just how I am. So, I gotta find a way. I just gotta find a way. I mean, if I don't practice a good sleep hygiene, I would be finding myself waking up feeling very fatigued, which is so true. I mean, I don't know if I have a sleep disorder such as sleep apnea, but I'm not going to put that on my life, so I'm not going to say that I do. But if if you suspect yourself of having a sleep disorder, don't hesitate. Go to your doctor. Go to your doctor. It could be the difference between having a good night's rest and sleeping like the way you've been sleeping for however long you've been sleeping that way. The next thing on the list is move your body throughout the day. So because I work in an office, it's a lot harder to move my body throughout the day. And I say that because I'm usually on the computer for the full 
time that I'm there unless I stop for, for lunch or I get up to talk to a client or there's a delivery or whatever. But if there is nothing going on at, the, at my job, if there's absolutely nothing going on, like the phone isn't ringing, there's no one coming in, and I'm by myself... It is very, very hard for me to just get up and do something outside of my office because I'm always like anticipating a phone call. If I go too far away from the from where my office is and I can't hear the phone, that's not good because then if I miss a phone call and it's like, oh my goodness, I got to call back. I'm like, you know, it's a whole thing. But it it's actually pretty hard for me not to move. Like it's hard for me to move my body throughout the day. And that's... Like, I'll walk to work because I live close, which is a blessing. But, yeah, I, I if I have to, if I got to do that, I got to do that now. Because just moving even a small amount could make all the difference. Like, if I get up and do, like, a, a walkthrough just to make sure that everything is cool, that could be my moving. I don't know. But it, it's, like, if I, or if I'm just, if I'm stuck, like, if I'm in the zone, I would say, I'm, like, doing everything I can, like the phone is going off, I'm actually, you know, doing work, work for my, like, when I say work, work, I mean like filing and, you know, following all, following all these different rules that I set for myself, that it, that's, it, it makes it even harder for me to get up, <laughs> to be honest with you, it does make me, make it harder. So I gotta try to incorporate some type of exercise into my day, even if it's just a small amount. So I'm not saying that you guys should start doing push-ups in the middle of the office or wherever you are, or even sit-ups. Like maybe, you know, maybe a few high knees, just like stand in place or jog in place or something like that. Maybe do a, some jumping jacks. I'll see how it goes. See if I can get doing that because it might be a lot better, a lot more beneficial to me than just sitting around and, you know, not moving. Research has shown that daily exercise and movement are essential to boosting energy levels. So that could be something I could start in the morning. Like if I, if I can get out of bed, if I, see, it all makes sense. If, if I can, if, <laughs> if I could get a good sleep routine and then wake up, because I have dreams, I have aspirations, I have things in my mind that I think I can do. I'm like, yeah, you know, the next day, tomorrow, I'm thinking like, man, I usually get up early, early, early. I get up at like five in the morning. That's the perfect time to start my day, right? To, to get up, maybe do a few circles around the block or something. And maybe, or maybe just do some yoga or something in the morning. But then the morning comes and I'm like, I'll try again tomorrow. I'm a big procrastinator too. Like it, I'm an interesting person. <laughs> like I want to do all of these different things, but my procrastination will kick me in the butt every single time. And so, yeah, like I have time in the morning. Like if, if I had a better sleep routine and I wasn't waking up at five in the morning like five in the morning is a little high because I don't start work until much later so I'm like okay if I can get up at like seven you know seven is a good time to get up and do things I just need to motivate myself to do that you don't have to be lifting weights guys you don't have to do that you don't have to run five miles a day to glean the energizing benefits of exercise. All you need to do is do something. 
Even a low impact movement is shown to increase your oxygen flow and hormone levels, which give you a boost of energy. This is Dr. Nina. She said that. And she also said it is the number one tip I could recommend to anyone feeling fatigued. So if you feel fatigued, move your body. (laughs) I'm actually moving my body right now. You can't tell. Can you tell? doing a little shimmy. I'll I'll dance one when I eat. That's kind of the one time I am definitely dancing if there's no music on. I always dance when I eat, not standing up. I'll sit in the seat and just kind of like wiggle like cuz food is so good. I love food. <laughs> so yeah, you know, like do a little do 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 wiggle 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 when I eat. <laughs> oh boy. The next thing on the list is to drink more water. Yes, drink more water. I probably drink maybe three or four bottles of water a day. And I drink more than that. In the, like I'll drink water in the morning. I'll drink water at night. I'll drink water throughout the day. So drink more water. Dehydration is a common cause of low energy. If you are feeling low, if you're feeling less than energetic, and you haven't tried anything else, you haven't moved your body, you haven't had a good night's sleep, you haven't identified ways to cope with your stress, and you haven't limited your coffee, drink more water, okay? According to Brooks, the science behind this quite straightforward, our red blood cells carry oxygen, ideally a pump and round Red blood cell allows for a full oxygen-carrying capacity, she said. When we are dehydrated, the red blood shrinks, and this decreases the capacity for the cell to carry a full load of oxygen. Low oxygen levels are manifested by fatigue, irritability, and restlessness. So, if you are feeling fatigued, and you are irritable and restless, You know what you need to do. Get yourself some water and drink more water. I know that that sometimes we just forget. If you're someone like me and you are going throughout the day and the time is just going by, you don't even notice that the time's going by, and you forget your lunch, you forget to drink some water, and then all of a sudden you're feeling very like tired and stuff. And you're just like, dang, why am I so tired? And it's probably because you didn't drink enough water. It's probably be- because, you know, you weren't you weren't thinking about drinking water because you're so focused on what you're doing. And the other issue that some people have with water is that they don't all taste the same. I it, it, That's the thing. There's so many different waters out there. There's Evian, there's Poland Spring, Deer Park, you know, then you have the spring water from Big Y and maybe the Crystal Clear or Crystal Geyser or whatever the cuss from like Walmart. There's so many different waters out there, right? Then you have tap water because you can't have tap water. But then if you live in the city, then you have city water. And if you live in the country, then you have well water. And well water is a little bit more iron. It has a little bit more iron in it. So it's going to taste like metal. There's so folks, so folks don't want to drink water. So they drink seltzer water. And like, it's just interesting because I like water. 
I love water. There's, I, I think there's a few, maybe, I don't, maybe I don't like Evian, but I like, you know, there's a lot of waters out there. There's smart water. There's so many different kinds of water. And I don't know how exactly you can have all of these different tasting waters <laughs> because water is so dang common. <laughs> it's like, how does this taste different? How? How does, how can it taste different? But it does. It does. Anyway, if you struggle with being mindful of your water intake, consider trying hacks such as investing in a smart water bottle to ensure you're drinking enough H2O every day. I don't have a smart water bottle. I don't know what a smart water bottle is. (laughs) I'm assuming, like, I had this idea at some point. (laughs) And I think I, I dreamt it or something. But I was just like, dang, if you could you know, just have a self-refilling water bottle, like, the water would just refill itself in the bottle, you would never have to buy a water bottle again. And I think I spoke about this on a, on one of my episodes a while back now that I'm thinking about it. And yeah, it could still happen if you could just, you know, like, like Thor's cup in Thor Ragnarok. If, you could just have a self-refilling cup of water. That would be smart water. That would be so smart, okay? But I don't understand what a smart water bottle is. Is it a bottle of water where, or a bottle that like will beep or make noise if you haven't drank water in the past, I don't know, half an hour? Is it like that? Because I could see that being a thing where you can have a water bottle that beeps or makes noise if you haven't drank water. Like, if it's keeping you on a regular drinking water basis, like if you're doing, if you're supposed to be doing like eight bottles, uh, eight cups of water a day or whatever as the recommended amount of water. Because, I mean, our bodies are made of water. Like, 70% of our bodies are made of water. I don't understand why we need that much more to be like what 100% because you can <laughs> because the truth is is that if you drink too much water then you're gonna be sick <laughs> you're not gonna feel good <laughs> and you're gonna go to the bathroom constantly which means that you aren't dehydrated so you know it's it's a whole thing though but you gotta drink more water just tell me what a smart water bottle is is it is it honestly a water bottle that will beep and make noise or like you know come alive and smack you in the face and say drink me (laughs) oh gosh i don't know i don't know but if they come up with a water bottle that can refill itself call me because i'm copywriting that (laughs) like that's mine (laughs) all right katie me that's mine (laughs) okay anyhow dehydration can contribute to fatigue Simple as that. Just make sure to drink an adequate amount of water each day and you'll be good. You'll have more energy, just like that. But equipped with the other habits, then you can have a lot of energy. Who knows what you will do with all of that energy that I'm helping you discover for your seven habits. (laughs) The next one is be mindful of your screen time during the evening hours and also during the day. See, now this is where... This here habit is one of my downfalls because my screen time is terrible in the evening hours, okay? 
I am definitely usually on my phone a lot. I'm watching TV, you know, every night, watching TV before bed. Like, it is bad. I definitely need to limit myself, put myself on a timeout, you know what I mean? Like, our parents, if you had parents that would ground you, take away your phone, whatever the cuss, they were doing us a service. I'm not getting that anymore. I'm not being told not to be on my phone or, you know, I'm not doing anything crazy that would get my phone taken away. So it's just kind of like, I have to do this myself. Being an adult sucks (laughs) sometimes. It really does because you got to really do things for yourself. It's not easy to limit yourself because once you're an adult, you're just thinking, well, I could do whatever I want. And if that means me looking at my phone constantly right before bed or watching TV and have my phone and, you know, all my different electronics, then I'm going to do that because I'm grown, (laughs) you know, but you got to limit yourself. It almost goes without saying that excessive screen time at night can mess with your natural sleep cycle and energy the following day. It makes sense. It all makes sense, guys. Like, come on. Like, if you're on your phone all night, if you're not drinking water, if you're, you know, drinking caffeine you, and you're not sleeping well, your energy is is depleted. It's You're going to be sitting there wondering why in the cuss you don't have any, which I wonder now and now I'm not wondering anymore because I've read this and I'm like, yeah, okay, I definitely have some things I got to work on. Dr. Vassin explained, Dr. Nina, guys, Dr. Nina explains that spending too much time on your phone, computer, or watching your TV can cause fatigue. Can you believe that? It's causing fatigue just to watch TV, just to be on your computer, just to be on your phone. Like, it's causing you to lose energy by because by disrupting the neurotransmitters that are essential for sleep and restoration. If... We, (laughs) because we're in a generation where the screen is life. If you don't have a phone, if you don't have your whatever, like your laptop, your iPad, your tablet, your TV, we are destroying ourselves because we always have to be connected. If you don't watch the latest thing on TV and then people talk about it the next day, you feel left out. If you didn't get someone's message the night before, they're going to feel like you ignored them and you weren't able to talk to them or something. Like you're just trying to take time for yourself and it's hard because then you have to announce it sometimes. You're like, look, okay, I'm taking a break off of social media. People will be like, okay, cool. Or some people are like, I don't care. But it's like, if you don't say nothing, then people will get worried. If you're not constantly online, People will get worried. I would get worried. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, what's going on? Why haven't this person been online for like a month? And you're just like, what happened? Are they okay? When you go off the grid, there was a a time where a gospel singer was just like MIA. Like, we don't know. We didn't know where she was. It was serious. Like, people were just like, hold up. Where is this person? Even me, I'm just like, what? Wait, this person's missing? What's going on? Meanwhile, 
They were just taking a break <laughs> from social media. They didn't say anything. And you don't have to say anything. You don't have to say, hey, I'm going to take a break off of social media. Like no one needs to know. But at the same time, if you are gone or not present, it's just weird. <laughs> because like before, before the only way people can find out if other people were home was they had to keep calling. <laughs> you had to keep calling to find out if someone was home or then, you know, voicemail came became a thing. So you can call and leave a message. But bef- even before that, <laughs> you would have to go and run by their house to su- try and see if they were home. <laughs> like we rely so much on our technology, on our electronics, that we don't even realize that it is tearing our brains apart because we're not sleeping. We're not energetic. We're fatigued and we're tired and we're irritable. (laughs) It's interesting. That is so interesting. However, the time you spend looking at your phone or computer during the day can also have a harmful impact on your energy level. Too much screen time can lead to eye fatigue, which may trigger headaches and make it more difficult to concentrate. We live in a digital world, so spending extensive time looking at a screen is unavoidable for most people. Making the 2020-20 rule a habit is a step toward tackling tiredness, according to Harvard Business Review. When you're working on a laptop, take a break every 20 minutes. Look at an object 20 feet away for 20 seconds to give your eyes a chance to relax. That is what you would need to do to make sure that you're not consumed by your screen. And yeah, that's a thing. At some point, even today, while I was working, I was staring so hard at my computer to make sure I was getting the numbers correctly that my eyes started to like, I I was like, wait, I am, I am zoomed in on this. I'm locked in, zoned in, and I had to put on my glasses. I have these glasses that my bestie gave me to help with the blue light. So blue light glasses. I'm not, I mean, they're, they're helpful, but sometimes it's hard to see with them on. I don't, I can't really explain it, but yeah, if we're on the, if we're on our electronics for too long, it is, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. (laughs) It can have some serious damaging effects to our body. The last habit, this is the seventh habit that we need to work on. And I say we, but maybe it's just me. Maybe you're listening to this and you're saying, I'm fine. If you are, that is a blessing. That's awesome. But if you're not, this is the last habit that you can obtain and to make sure that you are getting your energy levels back intact. The last one is avoid skipping meals. This is one of the things that I definitely have trouble with. Sometimes I forget to have breakfast. Sometimes I forget to have lunch. And when I say forget to have lunch, I don't mean like absolute, like not having food completely. Sometimes I have food, but it's just later in the day, closer to dinner. So like if you have breakfast at say 8 a.m. and then you have lunch at 12 p.m. or 1 p.m., and then you have dinner at maybe six o'clock at night. Then that's a good amount. That's a good, you know, time of space to eat your meals. 
right? You don't need eight hours in between your meals. You just need at least four or five hours in between so that you can be able to keep your energy levels up. So sometimes I forget to have breakfast and that's because I don't have good sleep, which means that I wake up late and then I have to rush to get ready and then I rush to work. And then sometimes I'll have like, cause I have cereal there. So I'll have that or other times I'm just kind of like not really feeling hungry. So then I don't eat it. Or I will bring my lunch to work, get so wrapped up in work that I forget that it's in there. And then I don't have lunch until like three o'clock, which means that I'm not hungry when I come home two hours later, <laughs> two and a half hours later. And so, yeah, <laughs> avoid skipping meals. Avoid it if you can. If you can eat a breakfast, lunch, and dinner, maybe have a couple of snacks in between those time periods so you're not completely feeling hungry or whatever. Tiny snacks, not big snacks or whatever. Then that would be beneficial to you because you don't eat for at least eight or 10 hours from when you go to sleep to when you wake back up again. So when you, and it, I read this thing where this doctor was just kind of like, well, breakfast, you can really have at any time because it's really when you're breaking fast, like you're breaking the amount of time that from your last meal. So yes, breakfast is usually a morning meal but if you are you know if you work at night or whatever and then you sleep all day then when do you have breakfast so it's like kind of like you just it's breakfast is not really a requirement for the morning it's just you that's the first thing that you eat after not eating for several hours like not even several it's like almost however long you slept plus however long it takes you to get ready and to go to work. Like once you eat, you've broken the fast, like you've broken that thing. and <laughs> Now you're eating, you know, and that way your body's like, okay, we're back to eating. We're good. We're nice. We're full, blah, blah, blah. You know, if you ever skipped breakfast or worked right through your lunch, which I have, you probably noticed you feel groggier than usual. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know that I felt groggier. I don't know. I, I would have to test it out, but I'm really trying to change the habit, so I don't know if I could test it out. While it's totally normal to miss a meal, which it is, making a goal to regularly eat nutrition-rich meals and snacks throughout the day can increase your energy levels. Your brain needs nutrition to really function appropriately. Your brain needs nutrition to fully function, and really function appropriately. A lot of people skip meals and their blood sugar levels are going up and down all through the day. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Because I skip meals and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> Moreover, to steer clear of fad diets, there's a lot of diets out there. There's so many diets and there's so many people online on doing ads and whatever you got to do this. You want this? You got to do this. You want this? You got to do this. That's the ads I see. And then you have the ones that's like, well, I tried this ad and this diet and this diet and this diet and nothing works until blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, sure, maybe, but I don't believe you because the one thing that, that I know for sure is that there's no person on these ads 
that are big. Like, I want to see an actual big person, not a picture of a big person, and then you see the result later because you're like, it, they make you want to believe that this person has lost all that weight in a certain amount of time, which may or may not be the truth. I want to see an actual big person's journey in an ad. Then I will consider buying whatever the heck it is that you're telling me to buy because you think that blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but the truth is, is that what do we see in these ads when it comes to dieting and exercise? It's always some skinny person who has muscles on them and you're just like okay well how did they get there what did they do what is all of the practices that you that you need to know to actually get to where you are i've seen some people in real life you know work on their diets exercise and then there was a change but there had to have been some give and take for that it's not humanely possible it just takes time to do that which i understand but, <laughs> I'm going on a tangent, but my point is, is that the fad diets are all like very trashy because it's like, okay, one diet is telling you, you can still eat all the things that you want to eat, but you have to do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, no, then you can't eat what, exactly what you want to eat the same way you're eating it because it's not going to change the way you look, you know? <sighs> mm. Steer clear of fad diets that encourage people to majorly cut back on calorie intake or eliminate essential nutrient groups like carbohydrates. This can deprive you of energy. This can deprive you of energy. While it's not uncommon to wake up feeling low on energy every once in a while, chronic fatigue can point to an underlining health issue. So, folks, please, like I know that this was a lot to talk about in this amount of time, but understand that these seven habits are more than likely going to help you because they are research-based, they are from experts, and that's the other thing too about some of those ads, like, oh, experts say blah, 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 like, no. Not those kind of experts. I'm talking about like actual doctors who know what they're talking about. If you are eating well, getting enough sleep, integrating movement and exercise into your daily routine, but still feeling tired for more than two weeks, you should consider reaching out to a medical professional. Dr. Nina says that if, if the change that you tried to do, the seven habits that we just talked about that you tried to do has not helped you, and it's showing that it's not being beneficial, you need to see a doctor. Explaining that a consistent drop in energy can be an indicator of a host of mental and physical health issues ranging from fairly benign to severe. Ultimately, guys, boosting your energy often comes down to taking inventory of different activities and current habits that could be draining you. If it's any of the habits that I, that I mentioned earlier, then we're on the same page. <laughs> I'm being drained. You're being drained. We're all drained here. <laughs> but if we together can adopt these simple changes in our daily routine, it could be key to beating fatigue once and for all. And that is the point, is to beat fatigue. 
let's beat fatigue together. If you are someone who's like, I'm not tired like that, and it's normal the way that I get tired, where it's after I've already done all the exercises, and I've done all the movements, and I ate well, and I drank water, and I don't have that much coffee, and I was able to maintain my stress, and all that stuff. That's awesome. Teach me. (laughs) Simple as that. Teach me. Okay? So, I hope that this episode was a good one for you guys. I really do hope that you take this and yeah, go with stride. This episode is brought to you by HuffPost. I mean, not really because I'm not being sponsored by HuffPost, but this is where I got the information from. So anyway, listen, this was the episode. I hope this was helpful and beneficial to you. Remember the seven habits of avoid skipping your meals, be mindful of your screen time, drink more water, move throughout the day, Practice good sleep, don't drink too much coffee or caffeine, and identify ways that'll help with your stress. Get yourself one of those squeezy thingies, stress balls, get one of those. Or take a nap. You never know. Sometimes taking a nap could help you with your stress. It may not take it off your mind completely, but it could help you wake up to a different mindset and how to deal with it, you know? Well, that was the episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe wherever you're listening from. Hope this was beneficial to you. You can find me on the socials. I'm on Twitter at Katie Time Podcast and also Instagram at Katie Time Podcast. I will catch you on the next one. Deuces!